Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19, all new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Let's uh, let's get to Judge Napolitano. The judge is a great Thursday morning guest, 7.40 every Thursday morning. Andrew, how are you, buddy? How are you? Oh, I'm great, Sid. Good morning. How are you? Great to be with you again. Uh, great to have you-, you, too. I know you usually uh, usually listen before you hop on. Before we get to Eric Adams and prayer in schools and your great column again this week, trying to figure out, maybe you can help me, what Tucker Carlson is trying to accomplish by playing all these tapes. Uh, again, again. It was not a win that day for the Republicans. So to keep bringing that day up, does us no good? Does Donald Trump no good? And I have to tell you the truth, that most law-abiding citizens don't feel all that bad for this guy. Even though he's being detained for way too long, way too long, they're like, he shouldn't have gotten into the building in the first place. So what is Tucker Carlson really trying to accomplish here? Well, uh, let me start by saying that I, I agree very much. Uh, with O'Reilly's true and false. I think he was right on the mark on all of these things. The bottom line is some people had uh, evil intentions and some people just had political intentions, but none of them had the legal right to be there. Now, in in my view, those tapes should not have been given to Tucker Carlson. Those tapes are either evidence of crimes or they're exculpatory, meaning they uh, they helped the defendants. Those tapes should have been in the hands of the prosecutors and in the hands of defense attorneys. If I was representing somebody, if, who has been convicted, and then I saw a tape that exonerated them, I would say to the feds, hey, why the hell didn't you give me this tape during the trial? Because well, it's funny you say that it. because last night Tucker had on this a shaman guy that's become, you know, the, the apple of Fox News's eye in jail for four years, which I think we both agree is way too long. But Tucker did have his attorney on, and he was saying, oh, thank God for you, Tucker, because we would never see these tapes because I could not introduce them when it was his trial. So we did see the lawyer last night, and he was actually happy that Tucker is playing these tapes. Well, I agree with you. I think that playing the tapes does no good for the public's education and does no good for uh, Tucker's show. Now, I am not only a fan of his show, I'm a friend longtime personal friend and longtime uh, colleague of Tucker's, but I understand why he's doing it. I think he believes that he can show to his base another side of things, which mainstream media has not shown, which is that a lot of people were largely peaceful, even though none had the right to be there. A lot of them had no evil uh, intention. But, but didn't but his base... But, but, but and the others, their lawyers should yeah. have had these tapes. If right. there's anything on those tapes that helps any defendant. The government has an obligation to share those tapes with defense counsel. Now, why they were in Kevin McCarthy's hands instead of in prosecutors' hands is a mystery to me. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like his base knew all this already. You know, again, whether it's Hunter Biden, January 6th, I feel like some of my favorite writers, my favorite TV hosts, they're beating a dead horse. And I say this all the time. Until I see a Hunter Biden indictment, some type of repercussion, I don't care anymore. I don't care what's on the tapes. I don't I, care what's I on the laptop. I don't care. I agree with you, and I think the public agrees with you uh, as well. 
And in terms of now Republicans, Mitch McConnell and that crowd, if they're real Republicans or not, is up for debate, are turning on Tucker in in droves, in, including uh, Senators uh, Graham and Kennedy, whose quotes you, you ran a few minutes ago, saying all the right things about what's happening at the border. They are devouring uh, Carlson yeah. Yeah. for his uh, producer's selection of these tapes. There's 40,000 hours of tapes. They should have been reviewed by the government, and they should have been shared with defense counsel. They should not have been in Kevin McCarthy's hands to give to his favorite TV host, even if that TV host is my friend. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm with you. Again, and uh, all the people who watch that show have known for years that Democrats have been lying about that day. So while Tucker may feel like, oh, my God, look what I've done, the truth is he's done nothing. Uh, Let's get to the mayor of this city, Eric Adams, came under fire for doing something which I applauded him for last week, which was religion in schools. In fact, I even had Dove Heikendon from the Jewish side a couple of days later, Judge, and Dove, who's kind of rough on Adams these days, he too applauded the mayor for wanting more religion in schools. We see how some of these kids turn out when they've got less religion. So I applaud Eric Adams. He's come under fire. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm 100% with you, not only on your public friendship with the mayor, but on what the mayor said. Here's the mayor's argument. When, when God left the classroom, when any reference to religion left the classroom, the concept of morality, of right and wrong, left the classroom. This happened in 1962 in a case called Engel versus Vitale. It was a New York case heard by the Supreme Court of the United States. The New York statute said in every classroom and every public school in the state of New York, there will be a moment of silence and a, a reference to something in the Old Testament. The Old Testament, Christians and Jews both accept it, both read it, both study it, both uh, believe it. A couple of atheists, five atheists, complained, I don't want my kid exposed to this. Supreme Court, by a vote of six to one, two justices didn't uh, get involved in the case. I don't know why. Six to one said the separation of church and state keeps God out of the classroom. I think the case was wrongly decided then, and I think Eric Adams is right. How has this um, uh, metastasized 60 years later? God leaves the classroom. Guns come into the classroom. Because the teachers no longer have an impetus to teach right from wrong. Now, where is the mayor going to go with this? He may be smarter than the rest of us give him credit for. This is a vastly different Supreme Court than the one that existed in 1962. This Supreme Court allows prayers in a, uh, in a, in a, in a football game on the football field. Right. Uh, This Supreme Court will allow manger scenes on public property and and mezuzahs uh, at Christmas time. I think this Supreme Court is just itching to address this very same issue again. Now, how the teachers unions will react to it, 60 years of no prayer in school, how students will react to it, I don't know. But I am hoping and praying that this comes about because society badly needs it. The kids need to know right from wrong at the earliest stages of their public education. Last time you were on, last Thursday morning, was hours before the verdict came down. I was at the Ranger game last Thursday night watching Patrick Kane make his debut as a Ranger with my son Gabriel, my friend Pete Morgan, 
and it came across Pete Morgan's phone last Thursday night, Alex Murdoch guilty, and there was about as much evidence there as there was for O.J., but uh, Clark and Darden found a way to screw it up, made Johnny Cochran look like a genius, and O.J. skated. That wasn't going to happen again. This, uh, this was a slam dunk, right, Judge? All the evidence pointed to this guy doing the murders. No question about it. In, and I agree with you. Uh, there might have been some question had he not testified. Uh, but his own arrogance. You know, the decision of a defendant to testify in a criminal case is made by the defendant personally. It can't be made by the lawyer. And the judge interrogates the defendant outside the presence of the jury. Are you sure you want to do this? You know you don't have to do this. And if you don't do it, the jury can construe nothing about your guilt or innocence from your silence. You have an absolute right to remain silent. I conducted these interrogations hundreds of times myself. He was so arrogant, he thought he could sway the jury, and he made things infinitely uh, worse for him. It was a, it was a just outcome, uh, and, and it was a fair trial. He had some very good lawyers in that courtroom, by the way. It was a just outcome and a fair trial. Uh, and, of course, like this Tiger Woods stuff, you know, the, the country gets fixated on it. <laughs> yeah, right. I do. About. Listen, I'd much rather watch that than uh, Hunter Biden on January 6th. That's just me. But I also I'll watch tell you what the Tiger Woods case is about. Yeah. She, yeah. she claims that they agreed that she could live there in his mansion for five years. And when he threw her out. She wants the fair market value of living there, which she puts on $30 million. He also had her, before she moved in with him, sign a non-disclosure agreement that she couldn't discuss publicly whatever happened between them in the bedroom or wherever they were in the mansion. She wants to void that NDA, and there is case law that says when the NDA, the non-disclosure agreement, uh, shields sexual harassment or abuse, the courts should void the NDA and allow the victim to discuss it. So that's what this complaint is about. If she's allowed to discuss it, she's going to discuss all kinds of horrible things that she claims he did to her and said to her. Sexually. And by Do the we way, really want to hear this. Well, I want to hear it. <laughs> when you when you look at Tiger Woods history, <laughs> you know, he's, he's kind of he's guilty before he, even looking at this because of what he's done in the past. But did, yes. did, 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 did he sign something that said, hey, uh, you get to live in this house for five years? How does she how does she prove that part in a court of law? I, I don't know how she proves that. And if he was foolish enough to sign that, then he's. Uh, He's going to part with that thirty million. Uh, a tenancy, a tenancy can can be created by a course of dealing uh, and habit. It doesn't have to be reduced to writing. Obviously, if it's reduced to writing, whatever the writing is, that's what the that's what the courts will enforce. If it's not reduced to writing, they're going to hear her version and they're going to hear his version. There won't be a trial. He's worth a billion dollars. He'll give her a check and she'll leave. But how many times can he keep doing this? Ridiculous. It really is. You know, I remember uh, being a, a young boy, 17. Um, maybe I was younger when I first uh, that read. That was a while ago. That was, I know, Judge. When I first read George Orwell's book, uh, 1984. And when I read that book, I said to myself, wow, could this really happen one day? Can we all be watched and surveillance? And every week you come on, you give me another example how how this is happening every day. And your latest column spying in plain sight, talks about how just last week the Biden administration asked Congress to permit its agents to continue to spy on Americans without search warrants. How could that be? 
Oh, because the uh, the Congress enacted two statutes, the FISA Act of 1978 and the and the exception to the FISA Act of 2008, both of which give federal spies the authority to spy on Americans without warrants on the theory that it will keep us safe. Yeah, it really kept us safe on 9-11, <laughs> all you spies out there. <laughs> Who the hell were you looking at on the morning of 9-11? Right. Uh, the government has concocted a scheme to allow its spies to capture every phone call and every click on every mobile device and every desktop in the country without a warrant. That authority is about to expire. Their theory is we're using it for national security. We're not using it for law enforcement. So the Fourth Amendment only restrains law enforcement. That's baloney. The Fourth Amendment was written. So that the American uh, uh, government here could not do what the British government did to us, which was spy on us right. when they were looking for subversive and revolutionary activity in the 1770s and, seven, and uh, 1760s and 70s. So the government has pulled the wool over the eye over the Congress and many federal judges. How and why? They have dirt on them. The spies that want to keep spying have dirt on members of Congress, which is why members of Congress, their own lives, political lives are not ruined, keep uh, authorizing this stuff. Believe it or not, this was reauthorized under uh, our friend, the former president. He called me about it, and I said to him, Mr. President, these are the very same authorities that the spies use to spy on you. Yep. Do not reauthorize this. It was reauthorized. It gets reauthorized every four years. It's now up for reauthorization again. Any member of Congress that votes to reauthorize this is thumbing their noses at the Fourth Amendment, which says you have the right to privacy in your houses, papers, and effects without, uh, with, with a warrant. Without a warrant, can't happen. Wow. All right. Well, there you have it. Congress is compromised. The president is compromised. May explain why he makes some of these decisions on Ukraine, China, Russia, and others. Either way, another spectacular appearance, Dr. Politano. I love having you on Thursdays. Have a great week. We'll do it again next when week, are we buddy. Going, when are we going to Il Cortil? <laughs> oh, let me tell you something. You will love, I'm sure you've been there. Tommy and Sal do a yeah. great job. I'll tell you what, maybe next weekend. I'm going to send a message to Gary after the show, Judge. Maybe next weekend. How about that? You got it, my man. All the best. You too. Great job. Every Thursday, Judge Andrew Napolitano really does a kick-ass job on this show. Thank you, Judge.